0: Happy Father's Day. We're so glad you guys are here. Thanks for joining us. I want to say a quick hello to all of our campuses. Thanks for being a part of our services today. Let's also give it up for our God behind bars. Guys, we love you guys. Happy Father's Day. So glad to have you guys a part, and thanks for being a part of our service today. We're so honored just to take a moment to honor our fathers, and we just love you guys, and we're going to do that later on the service. We're going to have a moment of honor for you guys, but We really want to take the whole service and do that just to honor you guys because we are just so grateful for you and just so thankful for the difference that you make, Dad. We are, you're just, you're an amazing guy. Thank you. You still have to pay for lunch today, but... Know that you are loved. You really are. And so today as I was putting together, actually this last week as I was putting together the message, God kinda of took me in a different way. I didn't think I was gonna go. So today we're gonna to talk about something that's not talked about a lot. And so I'm excited about this message though. We're gonna kinda of, it's gonna be a little different service than normal. We're gonna do some ministry in the middle of service a little bit, because a lot of dads, frankly, are also hurting. And so, and also Father's Day is a tough day for some people. It's a great day of celebration, but honestly, it can be a very difficult day for some people as well. We want to acknowledge that, and we're just glad you guys are here, and so thanks for being a part of our services day. I heard about a dad, he had five kids, and he was at some kind of event where there was a raffle, and he won this gigantic toy, and he was like, okay, I have a problem. I have one big toy, and I've got five kids at home. What do I do, right? So he goes home, and he gathers his five kids, and he's like, all right, one of you gets the toy, all right, but but I gotta make sure I give it to the right kids, so I love all of you, but let's just be honest right now. Which one of you actually obeys mom, come on? And they're like, they all kinda look at each other, and they're like, okay, and which one of you doesn't talk back to mom, but does whatever she says? Finally, the one of the kids spoke up and said, okay, dad, you get the toy, that's fine. So we know, Mom, you're really in charge. We get that, all right? But at least give us a day, all right? Just give us one day. So no, we just want to take a moment just to honor our Father. We are so grateful for you. In fact, right now, let's just ask all the fathers right now across all of our churches to stand to your feet so we can just take a moment to say how much we love you. So dads, would you stand to your feet right now? Let's give it up for these amazing men. So thankful for you, Dad. So grateful for all that you do. Love you guys. Awesome. Have a seat. Thanks so much for being a part. Glad you guys are here. As I like to tell my dad when I was young, you got what it takes, and I like to take what you got. So, you know, that's how it works. And so, Dad, the ultimate cash machine. So, glad you guys are here, though. Glad you guys are here with your families, and we just want to honor you today. So, let's say our mission statement together as a church. We're here to do what? We're here to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die period that's what we're all about here at church unlimited so again thanks for being a part of our service today we're so grateful for you so today as we dive into today's message i want to talk about how god the father actually honored the son and so it may surprise you but jesus when he got baptized he got baptized as an act of obedience to God. He didn't get baptized because it was a part of his salvation. Jesus didn't need to be saved. He is the Savior. And so but he got baptized to be, a, to be an example for all of us. So that, and, of course, we follow his example to get baptized after we receive Christ. That's how that works. But Jesus himself was actually baptized by John the Baptist. When he comes up out of the water, something very surprising happens. Let's check it out. Look at the scripture with me, if you would. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 says this. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. Wow. Talk about a grand entrance. And so literally, just imagine you're there. You see Jesus get baptized. He comes up out of the water. You see this bright light from the sky. It's already bright. It's, afterno- it's in the afternoon, right, in Israel. That's a bright day, trust me. And so all of a sudden, the sky parts and more light comes out. How bright must this have been? And you hear this booming voice, this is my boy, right? He says, this is my son and whom I love. There is a direct connection that the heavenly father has with the heavenly son and saying, I want you to know that you're my boy and I'm your dad. There's something powerful that happens when a father identifies his children and says, you're my girl, you're my boy. There's something that happens that lights up in us when we have that kind of connection. I didn't even realize how good this was until I began as an adult, as a pastor, to look and realize that what I had and still have all my life, a lot of people never had. And I didn't even realize all that I had in my dad. My father's still with me. I get to celebrate him today. I can't wait. But I would tell you, my father is a godly man. Raised me in the Lord. People ask me, is your father a pastor? They just assume because I'm a pastor, he must be a pastor. And I always have to tell them, well, actually, no, he, he, he worked in the business world his whole life. But I will tell you, my father is my pastor. He pastored me in my home. He was the pastor of my home. Raising me in the Lord. I remember going to church with my parents. And I remember walking to a classroom to where the teacher at church for me was literally my dad teaching all of us boys in a classroom. That's what I remember. So I have a great witness in my father showing me what a godly man looks like. Not every man has that advantage. I just want to encourage you to keep that in mind whenever you challenge your husband or want to be more of a spiritual leader. Did he have someone showing him how to do that? And if he didn't, it's only fair to let him stumble a little bit. It takes a little while to figure that out. So my father did the stumbling for me so I wouldn't have to. So then I got to watch him walk with the Lord. My kids get to watch me walk with the Lord. And I pray that my grandchildren one day will watch my children walk with the Lord. Does that make sense? And so it's a process. But my father was not always a believer. And I just want to encourage those of you who maybe are here at church today without a spouse... My mother prayed for my father, encouraged him, loved him. She didn't lecture him. She didn't look down on him or judge him. She didn't preach to him. She just loved him. And each week would say, honey, we want to go to church. Do you want to go to church? And he would say, no, I'm not interested. And God began to work on him and soften his heart. Eventually, he gave his life to Christ, and then he began to lead the family and then come to church and be a part of God's house and has ever since. So all I've ever known is a godly father, but it wasn't always like that. So I just want to encourage you today, those of you who like, man, I wish I had that in my home. You know what? Don't just wish. Pray. Because you never know what God can do. God can transform fathers. He really can. But I will tell you, there's a powerful thing that happens when the father identifies with a child. It's really powerful. In fact, I believe, I'm convinced, that, that if you look around at gang violence and gangs today, almost every person that's in a gang is fatherless or they are living fatherless. I mean, they, may, they may know their father, but their father's not involved in their lives. So really, I'd like to relabel gangs and just call them what they really are. They're fatherless groups. That when they couldn't find that association with a the father, they had to find it with each other. So the reality is that, Dad, you're a big deal. We need you. And the best way to know how big of a deal a dad is, just look at someone who doesn't have it. And you can see the obvious damage. In fact, we have, we have multiple campuses in prisons, by the way. Did you know the statistics on this that... that 90% of everyone incarcerated has no relationship with their father. Surprise, surprise. So there was no dad there to drop what I call the dad law. You know what I'm talking about, dad? You show up, right? When, when, when the kids are out, you know, out of control and mom shows up and says, I can't handle them, I need you to step in. When dad steps in, it gets ugly, right? And all of a sudden dad says, nope, this is the way it's going to be. This is how we're doing it. That's it. And they, and they meet a hard line, and the line doesn't move, believe it or not, I know kids don't like it, that's actually good. Because you're either going to face that hard line with them, or you're going to have to face it with the law one day. It's much rather, I'd much rather you have to face it with dad than have to face it with the law. This is why if a kid, especially when they, by the time they're a teenager, especially boys, if they, are not, if they don't have a dad involved in their life, they learn to walk all over mom really fast. Then they go to school, And in their mind, they're thinking, this is great, 80% of my teachers are, are, are ladies, I'll just walk on them too. So it's no wonder they end up with a principal or the truancy officer or an officer. I mean, at some point, we all have to come under authority. And if we don't, we end up having to come under authority behind bars. But we all have to face that moment. The great thing a dad can do is he can draw that line hard and say, nope, that's it. This is the way it's going to be. And even though kids don't like it, thank God that you have that dad draw on that hard line. That's a line of love. That's a sign a father is engaged and involved with the kid's lives when he is saying, this is the rule and you're not going to break it. You're grounded, this and that, laying down the consequence. That's not a sign a father is not involved and doesn't love you. That's a sign a father is involved and does love you. Does that make sense? So we are grateful for our fathers who will say, this is it. That's a healthy thing. It's good. But number one, every child needs the love of a father. Every child does. And anyone who says, I don't need that, that's hurt driving that statement. Because every child needs the love of a father. I know grown men who wish that they still had the love of their father or could get it to this day. Now, the Bible tells us, by the way, those of you who are heard discouraged or frustrated by this message, or even just today, waking up, realizing it's Father's Day, thinking, man, I wish I could celebrate today. You can. Look at Psalms 68 verse 5 says, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in this holy dwelling. God is a father to the fatherless. So today, the Lord is saying, if you did not have this kind of father in your life, God is saying, I'll be your daddy. I'll be your father. He is your heavenly father, and he loves you. Here's the great thing about the local church. There's a lot of great dads here. And so there's some amazing dads here that can be involved in your kids' lives. This is why I love our youth ministry. This is why I love our children's ministry because that's an opportunity for a father to step into those roles and help father other children at least for an hour a week to where those kids get to see a godly man because they may not be seeing that at home, but they can see it at church. This is why I love this big board over here. I'm so proud of you guys. We wanted to sign up with 700 people for ministry, and, and we pushed it up to a 1,000. And you guys blew past that. We have 1,249 people signed up to serve in ministry in our churches. Praise God. is that great? You guys stepped it up, but I don't think we're done. Some of you can still sign up. We're not done. So I want to encourage you to continue to sign up. And then don't just sign up, but then follow through by, by filling out the paperwork, doing the background checking, and getting involved and actually signing up and beginning to serve, you can make a huge, huge, huge difference and we're very grateful for you. So thank you for the difference that you do make. Now, I want to do something really kind of fun. This is, this is really cool. We've been working on this like all month long. And so we have a surprise we'd like to pull off right now in the middle of our service. Now, we have a lot of military in our church that serve all over the world. So we have been in conversation With a family, that this is a big surprise, but we now have a video, a live video conference call that we'd like to do from Okinawa, Japan, because one of our members is out there. And so I'm gonna invite the parents of Aaron David Ramos up here right now. John and Joanna, where are you? You guys come up here right now, we got a little surprise for you. Come on up here, guys, how cool is this? (laughs) Mom's like, what is going on? Come on up here, guys. Your boy loves you so much that we wanted to put together a live video conference on Father's Day for you to get to see your son. Hey, will you come on over here real quick? You've got to at least turn around so we can see you real quick. How cool is this? Is this cool or what? you excited? All right, check out the screen. Your son wants to say hello to you. Check this, check this out. Hey, everyone. I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, especially to my mom and my dad. Without you guys, I wouldn't be the man I am today. So thank you. I love you guys. I can't wait to get home. Ladies and gentlemen, Navy Hospitalman Aaron David Ramos. Let's give it up for this guy. Surprising his parents today, all the way from Okinawa. Japan. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have to, okay mom, we love you, we're so proud of you. We're going to let you guys sit apart. We're going to actually let them go celebrate. Give it up for these guys. Please give it up for all of our military right now. Aren't we grateful for all that they do? It's amazing all that. They do. We're, we're not about to ask her to try to talk. She's too emotional right now seeing her son for the first time. We're so excited to be able to do that. And uh, I just have to tell you that we're so proud of all of our military who served And who have served. And we are so incredibly grateful. And we realize on a day like today, it's a tough day for a lot of people who have someone serving all the way around the world. And we are grateful to be able to just take that moment and make that special day for them. But what a great honor it is for all of the military who do protect us. You know, we slept last night, and I was never worried about an attack. You know why? Because someone was watching for all of us. Aren't we grateful? So grateful. Oh, my, my goodness, so, so happy for them, and they're backstage getting interviewed right now by the news, and I, I love all that. I'm so excited for them. Good stuff. You know, a father makes such an impact, such, makes such a difference, and when things go bad, you call dad, Right? When things are kind of unraveling, you call dad. Dad's there to kind of put things back together again. Dad can be there when the dark moments happen, when the difficult moments happen. They can help make things happen. Dad is that person to help lead and be a guiding light in their family and to make it happen. And is it no wonder with this big surprise, guess who helped pull that off? Dad did. Even on dad's day, dad said, no, I want this for my wife. And they lined up the whole thing and just so happy to be a part of that moment for them. But I will just tell you, Father, you have no idea the impact you make. Your love, your impact is so big. In fact, I I want to say something that that may be controversial, but I feel like I need to say it. The truth is that all the studies tell us that the biggest difference maker in the home, dad, is you. And I don't mean that to be sexist. Mom, you're so foundational. We need you in our lives. There's no question about it. But when a father is there or not there, it's huge. And the best way I can show you to is, is just look at the hole that's left when dads are not involved. It's so massive. Dad, you make a huge impact. You really do. But it's not just a father's love that's needed. I want to show you something else in the scripture that may surprise you. Look at, the, look at the verse again. He says what? When God parts the heavens to speak to his son, he says, this is my son whom I love. But then he says something else. With whom I am well pleased. I don't know if you know this, but, but every little boy and little girl that I know is longing for the approval of their father. They want their dad to be out of them. It's a huge deal. They're looking for this. And and I will tell you again, I know grown men and women who still long for this with a father who's no longer on this earth. That's how big of a deal this is. It says in scripture very clearly that that we all are longing for this because if even even Jesus needed to hear this from God the Father, then why wouldn't we? we need to hear that from our earthly father's As well. Let me give you an example of what happens when this doesn't go well, but then God can step in. Look at 1 Samuel 16. David is just a 13 to 15 year old boy, and he's working for his dad. And and God uh, tells Samuel the prophet, He says, Hey, you're going to go anoint the next king. It's going to be one of Jesse's sons. And so Samuel goes to Jesse's house, and look what happens with David and his brothers. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. More on that oil in a moment. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. Jesse had seven of his sons passed before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? There are still the youngest, Jesse answered. Now just put your finger there and look up here real quick. There are still the youngest. So you heard that Samuel's going to show up. So, by the way, when the prophet shows up at your house, this is a big deal. So he shows up like motorcade. Just imagine long line of black, you know, suburban's. Right? You're like, okay, someone official just showed up. Right? This guy's a big deal. He's got all security detail with him. Right? That's what it would look like with all his, you know, camels on the line to be like, okay, who is this? Whoever it is, he's a big deal. Right? He shows up, and they're like, this is the prophet. Why are you at our house? Because the Lord told me to come here, sir. Why? One of your sons is the next king. What? Go get them all ready. Can you imagine the pandemonium in their home after that? He must have turned around and said, get everyone here quick. Get them all showered up. All the boys are running around getting showered up and cleaned up. And so they're all lined up. They go through each one and say, "Nope, this isn't him. This isn't him. Do you have any more kids? So I have one. Dad, you didn't even invite your youngest son to the party? So you think so little of David. Not only did you not think he was going to be picked, you didn't even care that he missed the moment that the next king of Israel was picked in your household? What kind of rejection is this that David has to feel this hit from his own father? Now, we don't know if Jesse was just a bad guy and just a generally bad father with all of them, or we don't know if maybe this is just a really, really bad father moment for him. We're not sure, but it definitely was not his best moment. Wow. Wow. I'm sure David was like, thanks, Dad. Seriously? You didn't even bother to call me? Couldn't someone else have watched the sheep? Couldn't one of the assistants done that? Why why one of us was picked to be the next king? But you didn't think enough of me to even believe I had that in me? You can imagine rejection. Jesse answered, he's tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. Uh, There's honor in standing, by the way. And so when, when you see him say, we will not sit down, he was, he was doing two things. The prophet was saying, I will not sit down until I honor God's word, because God told me to go pick the next king, so I'm not done. I'm not going to take a break. I'm not going to relax or have dinner until I have fulfilled what the Lord told me to do. That's the first thing. But also, I'm staying standing until the next king walks in. Can you imagine being you're a 13-year-old kid, and you walk in, and everyone's standing, at their attention, and you're like, hey, what's up? And they're like, king, what? They're like, sir, can you imagine this moment? Wow, this is a kid. He walks in. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord, answered, the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. Would you underline that? Every child needs a dad to say, this is the one. You're the one. Everyone needs that kind of association to say this is the one. Notice that they anointed him in front of his brothers. Was this to, to somehow say his brothers were less of value? Or no, not at all. But you don't realize what you do when you, when you honor someone, but then when you honor them in front of their peers, game changer. When you, when you say in front of all your sons or daughters' friends how much they mean to you, it may embarrass them, but it makes them proud too. It's a big deal. So they honor him in front of everyone else. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. You know, oil was for anointing. Anointing means basically appointing. So if, you're, if the, the oil's poured on saying, you're the one, you're the next king, may the oil, that means that basically the, the fragrance and the power of God is coming on you, right? It says here that the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David, so the oil comes first, right? The action on our part, but then guess what? Then the power of God comes upon us. In other words, obey God first, and then the power of God comes. We always say, oh, Lord, give me your power. And God says, you obey me, then you get my power. Don't get the order wrong. Oh, Lord, if I just had your power, I could overcome the sin. God says, obey me, then I'll give you my power. You have enough power in you to obey. Then when you obey, then the power of God comes on you. Did you catch that? That was just a little extra I just want to throw in. But I want to mention something else here. When it says the oil is poured over him, do you know what oil is used for? See, David knew exactly what the oil was for because he was a shepherd. They had oil out in the field. You know what the oil was for? It was to rub into the sores, into the wounds of the sheep. So David just took a huge wound from his father. But the oil going over him was enough to bring healing to him. Today's message actually is called Healing the Father Wound. Because some of you, it's a tough message because maybe you want to honor your dad, but you're still wounded from him. How do you honor a man that that hurt you? Or how do you give this kind of leadership to your children when no one poured it into you? And God says, I'm going to pour some oil on that. I want to heal that wound today. I want to bring healing to you. See, this is not just some fluffy little nice message to honor dad. We love doing that too, dad. And you deserve that. But we love you enough to say, let's bring some healing to your heart, to your soul today. Because maybe you've got what's called the father wound. Unfortunately, it's common today. 60% of kids today are raised in fatherless homes in America alone. The stats get worse the more inner city you go, by the way. But the truth is, this affects everyone, from urban to suburban. It's, a, it's an issue that, that crosses all class and boundaries and races, all economic levels. Fatherlessness is a huge problem. And maybe you even had a dad in your home, but he still was checked out emotionally. See, the truth is, I didn't even realize how blessed I was until I grew up as an adult to realize how many of my friends did not have this, did not have a father pouring in them bringing honor to them, building them up, saying, you're the one. We all need someone like that. This is important. Would you write this down? In every boy especially, in every boy there is a king, and in every king there is still a boy. In every boy there's a king. It takes someone, a father, pointing it out and saying, you have greatness in you. But here's the great news for you today. If you have a father who didn't do that, Maybe God is going to allow me to be a prophet today, to step in the way of that father and say, no, I'm going to do it since your dad didn't. Because God always wants you to know how greatness is in you. And so he'll bring someone else over you if you don't tell your kids. God says, I'll make sure someone does because that's how valuable you are to me. God says, I want you to know that you are the one, that you have destiny in you, that you have gifts and talents and abilities. And if your daddy didn't tell you that, I will because God loves you it good to know that? He loves you. He believes in you. He knows there's greatness in you. Number two, every child longs to hear that their father approves of them. Every child needs that. And oftentimes when there's a, a boy who doesn't have a man calling him out into greatness, then that boy grows up to be a man who still acts like a little boy. And this is why there's grown men who spend their entire lives still playing with toys. Just the toys get a little bigger, more expensive But if their ultimate goal is still toys, that means there was no man there to call out the leadership in them and say, you have more in you. But I believe God has called me today to do just that. So we're going to go into a time of ministry today, a little different than normal. I realized that I could just finish this message up and just move on and have a nice Father's Day. But that wouldn't deal with the wound. And so we want to deal with that Today, I want to show you something in Matthew chapter 27. When Jesus died on the cross, I want to show you something else that he took on for you and for me. In about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What? Whoa, does, does this mean that God abandoned his son? Yes. In this moment, for God the Father to allow God the Son to pay the price for our sins there had to be a break. There had to be a separation because hell is where God isn't. So for Jesus to go to hell, for you and me to pay the price of hell, which is separation from God, there had to be separation. So for him to pay the price for our sins, which is separation from the Father, he had to become separated. So when he felt the breaking, when he felt God the Father turn his back on him, The most painful thing Jesus felt was not the thorns pressed in his head. It was not the nails in his hands. It was the hit he took when he said, why have you left me? And for centuries since, men have been walking around saying, why did dad leave me? Why was my father not there for me? But notice in the scripture, Jesus died for that too. He paid the price for the pain of the wound that your father left. Not everyone has this wound, but too many people do. And so I believe God is calling us today to bring healing to that wound for you. And when Jesus then cried out again in a loud voice, it is finished, wasn't finished until he paid for that father wound, he gave up his spirit. Isaiah 53, five says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, by the father wound as well, we are healed. Jesus can look at you today and he can say, Not only did I die for your sins, I died for the sins of your father that hurt you. He died for that too. To bring healing to you today. Number three, many fathers struggle on Father's Day because they're still wounded sons. Many fathers struggle on a day like this. They want to be a great dad, but how do you be a great dad at age 35, 45, 55, when you're still a wounded son? So today, God wants to pour the oil of healing into your wound and say, I'll be your father. I'll bring healing to you right here and right now. We're going to do something different today. I'm going to ask everyone to stand across all of our churches right now. Would you stand to your feet and bow your heads for just a moment of ministry? We just want to take, and as you do that, would you stand to your feet? I want to tell you a quick story as you stand to your feet. Years ago, when we went to open this building, there were thousands of people outside. Just like today, the media was here to interview this great man who is serving in our military, and I wish they could interview every one of you that has served and and are serving. We had the media here to interview me, and and other church members, so we were opening this big building and it was like a big deal in our town to have a church this big and all that. And that sounds all nice and impressive. And there were lots of people outside. But I gotta be honest with you, that wasn't the cool part to me. The part I'll never forget was I kept turning to my wife and kept saying, Are my mom and dad here yet? And she kept saying, Oh no, let me check. And she'd go check again. And I say, Are they here yet? And finally, my mom and dad, they went and found them in the crowd. Dad's not a pretentious man. He would have never said, I'm his son. That's not how it works. So they had to go find him. They brought my mom and dad in. Because before any of you got into to see the building, before the media was here to inter- do interviews and all that stuff, I wanted to walk my parents around. Just me and my wife and our kids and just show them the building. Because I gotta be honest with you, as a grown man, I was longing for something that day. And my dad fulfilled it. Like he always has. I'm very grateful for that. I got to show my whole dad my, my, my dad the whole facility walking around at the very end we walked backstage and we're in my office and he said son I'm so proud of you look at what you've done look at what God has done through you I'm just so proud of you and as a grown man tears welled up my eyes cause I still long to hear that that never gets old And today I believe that God wants you to know that he's proud of you. That he is so grateful for who you've become. So right now, let's just take a moment across this campus and across all of other campuses, all the churches, with our heads bowed, our eyes closed. And today, if you did not have a father do that for you, you have a father wound. I want to encourage you to come forward so God can bring healing to that wound today. I'm just going to invite you forward to all of our campuses just to come forward towards the stage right now and just to kneel to say, God, I need you to be father. There's a lot of men that didn't have that. Men, if that's you, would you come forward right now so God can just pour his healing love over you so you can know how approved you really are, so you can know how much he does love you, how grateful he is for you, how you are enough. Oh, it breaks my heart to see grown men who need this love of a father. Everyone needs it. Ladies, I'm not going to leave you out. If that's you, you can slip out too. When little girls do not have a father that tells them that she's beautiful and that she's wonderful and that she's smart and she's gifted, she will do things and look for ways to find that fulfillment from someone else. Dad, you're needed here. Because when you pour into your daughters and tell them, baby, you're beautiful, then they don't have to do things they, that they're going to regret to try to get that acceptance in other ways. That's the power of a dad. The impact you make is huge. So as men and women come forward across all of our campuses right now, I'd like to take a moment just to speak over you what maybe your father didn't. So I would just like to play Father for a moment, but I believe the Heavenly Father is speaking this over you right now. So may I say to all of you across all of our campuses right now, maybe you didn't come forward, it was too too difficult, you didn't want anyone to see, that's okay. God's still speaking over you right now. And I believe your Heavenly Father, who is a good, good Father, by the way, He's saying to you, I anoint you with greatness. I see in you a king. I see in you a queen, I see a a young prince, a young princess, and God says, I have gifted you, I have appointed you, I have anointed you, you have destiny, you have gifts, you have talents. He says to you, ladies, you're beautiful because I made you, because you're mine. He says to you, young men, he says, you're enough. You don't have to go prove yourself by doing something stupid. You're enough because you're mine just like God parted in heaven that day and said that's my boy today God is saying to you that's my girl that's my boy and I'm proud of you and I approve of you and I say there's greatness in you and there's destiny in you you have gifts and talents that this world needs to see you have a future and you are loved your heavenly father loves you Lord thank you God for the healing oil you're pouring upon our wounds from the hurts we've taken, from the rejection we've taken. God, thank you for the healing you're bringing upon each person here. Lord, thank you God that you are a father to the fatherless. And Lord, thank you God for the good, good fathers that many of us have, that have honored you. Lord, thank you God that we celebrate those fathers who did it right. We thank you for them as well. Lord, thank you God For even the one who's conflicted today, who's got a dad who did some stuff right, did some stuff wrong. Lord, that is what it is to be human. And thank you, God, that your healing oil heals all those wounds. We embrace your approval. We embrace your love. We thank you, God, for the healing you bring to us now. In Jesus' name. We're going to ask each person to go back to their seat. Can we just give a hand to those who come forward and God has brought that healing and that approval to them? Praise God. Let's give it up for these people right now across all of our campuses. Please stay standing. Please stay standing. And as you do that right now, as people go back to the seats, I just want to take a moment because there's a lot of dads in the room. There's a lot of good, good fathers here. And we're grateful for you. And we know that there's a lot of fathers who did it right. And we're so thankful for that. And so dads, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do something right here in the presence of everyone here. It's a special moment. I want to ask you to get close to your kids. If you're anywhere near But just put your hands on your kids. Put your hands on them. Oh, and today's society, you can't. No, put your hands on your kids. That's the right thing to do. They need to feel your touch. Put your hands on your kids and take a moment right now. Would you do this? And speak life and love and approval over them. Let them know. Look at your daughter and say, you're beautiful. Tell her how beautiful she is right now. Would you do that? Tell her how much you approve of her. Grab your boys, pull them in and say, I love you, I'm so proud of you. Look how strong you've become. Look at the man you're turning into. Let them know how much you love them. Would you do that, Dad? Go ahead right now. All, All the kids are like, I'm so embarrassed. Be embarrassed. We don't care. You know why? Because there's a lot of kids right now that wish they were in your embrace. Hug your kids. Put your hands on them. Pull them in. I do this all the time. Even my boys, they're growing up now. I grab them and they're like, Dad, what are you doing? This is weird. I'm like, then be weirded out. I'm your dad. And you're my son, and I love you. And I'll do that all day long to my boys and my daughter and pull them close and let them know. And I look at my daughter, and I say, Good night. You're beautiful, because she is. And you don't need some other boy to tell you. I know they're all going to try, but you're you're hearing from your daddy. And I will hurt them. (laughs) you tell them how much they mean to you. Now having said that, I'm gonna ask everyone to be seated. And as you're being seated, hey kids, turn to your dad, let them know how much you love them. Would you do that right now go ahead and tell them. Tell your dad how much you love them, how much they mean to you. Try to at least create a space before you ask for money, just a little bit of space between that. Aren't we grateful for our fathers? Let's just give it up one more time for our amazing dad. So thankful so thankful. We never like like to close any of our services out without giving an opportunity to receive Christ. God the Father separated himself from his son so he could pay the price for your salvation and for mine. Jesus took on that so that we could know him. And so right now we're going to bow our heads across all of our campuses and we're going to pray. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can receive him. Right now, you can receive his full love, his full approval, his acceptance, and his salvation he's given you at the cross. Jesus died for you and for me, and he rose again. You can pray this prayer with me. You can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Would you pray this prayer? You can just say out loud. You can say, dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died on the cross for me, and I believe you rose again. I repent of my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my savior. Thank you Jesus for saving me. In your name we pray. Amen. And God good. His word is so true.